0: Let's go. Don't wait too fast, don't worry. And don't wait to strong. Shout,
1: Shout out. Shout out right now. Shout out. Ooh.
0: Shout out. Don't wait till you make it. Everyone and welcome to the Philip Show. Grab your coffee if you haven't already. hmm Oh my goodness, so. You know, I was um, I was having a conversation with um, somebody. I do some coaching calls sometimes. I do some um, I do some coaching calls sometimes, and I had a conversation with somebody about you know paths in life and journey and where we find our passions and how do we put all of these things together. And it was really cool because it's so interesting how people start to gravitate towards what they love and what they want to do um, at such an early age. And today. We're super excited because Savannah Brentley is gonna be here in two seconds. You hear the church the birds chirping in the background. And I'm so excited that she's already here. And we're gonna talk about writing, following our passions, how do we do that? What do we pursue? And what does that mean for us? So Savannah, hi. Hi.
1: hi. Hey, how are you? The
0: birds sound wonderful back there. They're singing some sort of song.
1: Oh yeah, they're lovely. They're lovely. Mm. It's different every day. Um, but it's sweet here. Um I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I am. I'm doing pretty well. I got my coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, it's sunny outside. Yeah. And you know, like I said when I when I opened up the show, there's so many things that um, that people can do. So many interests mm-hmm. that people have. And you are a writer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh so. G- yeah. Um. Yeah. So I started. I started writing really, really young. Um, mm-hmm. Never really thought it was going to be a serious thing for me. Um, And then I ended up going to uh, performing arts school for high school. Um, And that really changed my trajectory in a lot of ways, especially during my junior year. Um, And since then, I've been writing really seriously, Um, you know, sending my things off to publishers and um, just talking to people about what a writing career is like. So...
0: So how, okay, so let's back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how <laughs> did you decide to go to a performing arts school? Because that's not something that either everybody has access to or right. something that's either in their area. So first of all, where are you from? And why did you decide on the school that you went to? And feel free to give them a shout out. I'm sure they're super proud of you.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay, so I kind of gr- grew up in Fairborn, <laughs> Um... And I was, you know, I went to the standard Fairborn Elementary School um, when I was younger, went to middle school, well, at least sixth grade. And um, during that year in 2015, my, there was a, you know, uh, some turmoil within my family and I actually had to move in with my aunt. Um, Shout out to Casey. Um, And, (laughs) and so, you know, in that whole course of things, my mom actually passed away and, Um, right before she passed away, I got my acceptance letter from Stivers, which is the performing arts school that I went to, and um, Stivers School for the Arts there in Dayton. Um, and I initially wasn't going to go. I kind of, you know, with my mom passing and everything, felt like it just wasn't the right time. Um, but my aunt really pushed me and she, you know, really wanted me to go. is It was, in a way, sort of like what my mom wanted before she passed away, it was really for me to go there because. I had a cousin who also went there, so she kind of felt like I would flourish a little bit more there, rather than um, at the Fairbournes, like standard public schooling. Sure. And um, yeah, so it was a 20 minute drive and my aunt and uncle, you know, they did it. They did it every day. Um, Took me even during the summers when I was part of a um, intensive, poetry intensive program. um, That was in 2016. But, yeah, they just were really dedicated and and got me there every day up until I graduated. So, um, yeah, it was a really, I think, a really influential place for me to be. I met a lot of um, awesome people there. I had a lot of, you know, people who kind of took me under their wing with everything that was going on at home. Um, Yeah, and just showed me, like, how art could be more than just an outlet, be more than just a hobby, so, yeah. Now
0: did you, when you went to Stivers, and I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. Mm. I'm so um, encouraged to hear about how supportive, you know, your aunt and your family was uh, right. to get you to where they knew you needed to be at mm-hmm. Stivers and um, incorporated in in art. When you went to Stivers, did you know that you wanted to be a writer? Where did that come from? Because I think at a performing arts school, let the, um, let the people know, um, if you, know, if you can, yeah. but yeah. there's a lot of different things that you can do at a performing arts school. And how did you kind of hone in on what was for you?
1: Right, so yeah, so there are a lot of different options and um, the way that it worked was just like, you, you went in, you auditioned and, you know, from there kind of decided um, how, what magnet you were gonna have um depending on where you got in because i because you could also apply for or audition for multiple magnets and i auditioned for visual arts and creative writing um and i got in for both and there was uh, there was of course other um, magnets or things like dance and theater and um you know band that were all very much more performance based mm-hmm. um, but i just was always geared more towards like the quiet types of art that like you know you just you did on your own and you showed people later on um but writing like I really yeah I really didn't take it seriously um but I was told by many people you know I was doing it as a hobby and I was told by many people within the writing department that like they were just impressed with my work Mm -hmm. um considering how young I was um and looking back on it like the work itself makes me cringe because it's very you know naive almost it's just a little it's mm. floral i was very much you know i considered myself a poet at the time um and i just was also having a hard time kind of putting into perspective what i wanted to write about and how mm. you know that translated to readers i just wasn't very mindful of that and then um the summer after my sophomore year I started reading a few more, you know, books that had been recommended to me by my teachers in the writing department, and um, you know, all summer long, during well, at least during my summers, I would, you know, experiment with visual arts and how you know, go out to the backyard and sit with my, um, what are they called now? Easel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my my easel. Those and, things.
0: Um, Those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would go out and, on on back porch with my easel. But the summer after my sophomore year, I, I decided I wanted to change up, change up the scene, and I started reading much more. And um, I read um, "Writing Down the Bones" and "The Writing Life" by Anne Dillard. Mm-hmm. Um, books that were you know geared towards writers and geared towards like you know con- not convincing people, con- but kind of showing people the beauty of being a writer. And it really changed my opinion of what writing could be and what it like, what kind of capacity it had. Um, And so junior year, I kind of came into school with a much different mindset around writing. Um, Obviously I was still, I was still very um, dead set on visual arts and felt like that was going to be what I would stick with Mm -hmm. just because it had been such a long standing thing in my life like a lot of people within my family kind of were convinced that i would go into design or something along those lines
0: sure um
1: but i just it started to kind of like fade away from me in terms of like as a career i just start i started lacking ambition when it came to visual arts um and used it more as like an emotional outlet for the things that were happening in my life Mm. and writing became more of like a um what's the word? I don't want to say professional, but it just became, yeah, it became more serious for me. I was much more involved with like the, the plays that were being put on um, and spoken word shows that we had. Um, and even in my senior year, I was very dead set that like I wanted to be a serious part of the department and I was helping with things like our senior book and um, was just very vocal in class about my opinions around writing and was very eager to share my writing and get better Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was writing constantly. I don't have that kind of time now, but um, (laughs) my love for writing has only deepened and um, yeah.
0: I know you um, you had mentioned that at first when you started you well when you look back some of it was like cringy because you're like I was writing you're different people as you grow and as you mature and as situations Mm -hmm. change you know you go from season to season in your life and I'm sure you can see the seasons in your writing right you um, with everything that had happened to you prior to going to high school and throughout a lot of times when people develop um, passions for things that you can put into words and express even Mm -hmm. if it's art. Um, some of those memories or how you process kind of gets onto the pages or gets onto the canvas. As a writer, do you use some of your um, personal journey um, and kind of apply that or express that through your words?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Especially, you know, within the past two years, it's become more of the case. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was younger, I definitely was using my life is a lot of the, um, inspiration for my pieces. Um, but again, because I wasn't taking it so seriously, it just came off as very like, you know, it just was an emotional outlet more than it was anything that was serious or meant to be read by people. Yeah. And, um, after I, you know, I ended up going to Ohio Wesleyan university and, you know, decided very, you know, right off the bat that my magnet was going to be creative writing and, um, took a plethora of writing classes and within the last year i've been taking a few more experimental courses things that i'm not used to you know i was very dead set that i was a poet up until a year ago um when i took a class in fiction and a you know workshops um a workshop in nonfiction and a workshop in in fiction and the two of them combined, you know, I had the same professor for them as well. The two of them combined um, were just very enlightening for me on how I wanted to translate my, you know, my life um, on the page to readers. Um, I was reading a lot of a lot of people like C.J. Um, Hauser and Melissa Phoebos, and I'm just recently starting to read a lot of Mary Carr, who, you know, are are very adamant writers about, you know, how to use trauma and use like your process of recovering from, you know, a very troubled background in life um, through your writing, and how that can be not only, what's the word, transformational for the writer, but can be very important for your readers who might see themselves in you. Um, Melissa Phoebos talks a lot in her book, Body Work, talks a lot about, um, you know, how she when she started writing she was imagining kind of like herself um Mm -hmm. you know writing to a younger version of herself and writing her memoirs and um kind of like how that helped her form and shape her identity as you know as trauma survivors kind of struggle with um you know as she was recovering and writing her memoirs so yeah yeah i do use a lot of my my background um the turmoil within my life to kind of Push my writing. Um, and it's only that's only deepened within the past two years. And um, especially now that I kind of consider myself more of an essayist rather than a poet.
0: Tell us what the difference is. What's the difference between an essayist mm-hmm. and a poet? I guess, and just a writer. Why essayist? Right. Why are you that?
1: So, obviously, poet, um, they tend to lean more towards like, you know, poetry. They write a lot more. Um, free verse or, you know, whatever kind of, um, forms that they gravitate towards. But when it comes to, um, essayists, which is, I don't know how much room I have to speak on this topic cause I'm still new to the writing world, but like based off, you know, what I've read and, and the people I've talked to, like the, the category of essays really isn't as fully formed as a lot of the other writing, um, I guess, categories that people put themselves in. Mm. Um, and it has, you know, kind of a bad rep, honestly. Like, it's, it's kind of been, um, you know, globbed up with this idea that, like, people are just writing about themselves and doing it out of uh, this selfishness that they, they really, really want to talk about their own stories. Um, but I kind of see it as bigger than that. I see it as, you know, less about, you know, just talking about yourself and more about, you know, sharing experiences with people. It's something that humans are so well-equipped to do is, is tell stories and so I kind of feel like essays just, you know, feels right for me, because um, that's a lot of what I want to do, is I want to tell, you know, I want to share experiences, I want to tell stories, um, and they're definitely, you know, in terms of form, technically speaking, they're longer, um, mm. and something I've really loved doing is experimenting with essay forms, so um, experimenting with, like, stream of consciousness, which is just where you kind of let yourself go on the page and, and and write however you feel, regardless of grammar or punctuation. And then you come back and go through the whole revision process and mm. and fix it up and, you know, pretty it up for for the audience. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I appreciate that form more. I feel like there's, it's a little more flexible for me. You have more room to tell a story, whereas like poetry is very tight knit. It's very, um, you know, I used to take for granted how intense poetry could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm realizing, like, I just feel with essay, I, I have a little more control and um, room to move around.
0: That's really interesting how you kind of continue to merge and morph and become, mm-hmm. if you will, and grow and learn and discover. Mm-hmm. How, okay, so you went to Ohio Wesleyan for a little bit, if I'm not, didn't you say that? Mm-hmm. So now, where are you?
1: So I'm actually, I'm still a student there. I'm still okay. currently a student there. I'm a junior now. So a I'm almost junior. done. Halfway, uh, halfway there. Okay. Um, but I'm still continuing with my major in creative writing. Um, but I actually, something very exciting happening right now for me is that next, I was accepted into the New York Arts Program, which is a program through OWU, um, that they made a number of years ago. I can't recall the exact year, but they um, made at OWU, And basically what it does is it helps students um, from colleges go to New York and pursue an artistic ambition of theirs. Mm. And so, you know, I went through the whole process of sending in an application and and pieces and, you know, talking to people, um, just trying to see where I would fit in in the program. Um, I got in under the category of film and media, which is just kind of like a broader term for people, you know, who want to go in for film or want to go in for writing or like screenplay writing, things of that nature. Um, and it's, you take one seminar in the week and then you kind of, um, it's 15 week loan program and you take you one 15 sem- weeks. Yep. 15 okay. weeks. And, um, you go, you know, every week you go to one seminar class, which is just kind of where you go in and you learn about different things within film and media, um, talk to, you know, who your advisor is about your experience. And then you, the rest of the week, you're working in two different internships. Mm-hmm. Um, and those internships are based around what you're, you know, what you're there in New York for. And so next semester I'll be working um, at this place called Torn Page, which is um, an event space in Chelsea and they host a lot of, a lot of really interesting events, a lot of events geared towards, you know, the art world. So they do a lot of spoken word. They do a lot of um, plays, which I thought was really interesting considering the space is kind of small. It's just a house um, that's been, you know, inherited by this couple who take out the second floor to do this, to do these events. Wow. Um, So that'd be, you know, that's one internship I've got down. I'm still doing interviews for my second internship, but I'm hoping that maybe I'll be able to get something with a writer and do some sort of um, writer's assistant type work where I would do, you know, research for them and help them kind of organize their thoughts around their, their piece or their work. So I'm really excited for that.
0: Wow, that's awesome
1: yeah yeah i think it's going to give me a really great opportunity to kind of see where i want to fit in in the writing world yeah um kind of how it is right now um a lot of my understanding of it is kind of dated and i just don't have the the kind of things that i would get in new york here because we're you know we're in i'm in rural areas most of the time so sure um but yeah yeah, so i'm I'm really excited for it. It's gonna give me an opportunity to to network with people as well and like maybe find m- mentors who can help me through my writing process. So.
0: I think that's excellent. Having that kind of exposure to mm-hmm. more more avenues, I guess, in that arena is right. so, so wonderful because you'll be able to kind of see, evaluate, take it mm-hmm. all in. You know, and again, while you're looking and you're observing, you'll be able to find yourself in those like, hey, that really feels like my lane or hey, I totally know I don't want to do that. <laughs>
1: <Right>. exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I know here in um, here where we are, you have a show. That is coming up, which mm-hmm. we're super excited about. You're going to be sharing some of your work. Is this for is for the first time in this area? Am I am I correct?
1: Yes, yes, for the first time in this area. Um, I haven't done anything necessarily like this before. It's it's definitely yeah. a new experience for me. Um, I have done you know performances where I've agreed to, you know go up and, and give a read off a piece um for an event at school or maybe you know in high school I did a lot of them where I would get up and be part of like a bigger play or you know collection of spoken word pieces Mm -hmm. um so performing isn't necessarily new to me but the idea of performing or you know with the performance centralized around me is definitely new Um, I will say that I'm quite nervous about it but I'm excited at the same time you know it's given me an opportunity to kind of look at my work and see how you know because I think a lot of the time something I lack is this ability to perceive how an audience will to will mm. take my work and how, you know, they might digest it. And that's a very important part to writing. And it's something I think about, but it's not, it's never been, um, what's the word, kind of like materialized in this way, where like, you know, I can give someone my piece and Go away, and I don't have to see their faces when I read it. But you know, in terms of I have to perform these very intimate pieces with people, um, and kind of just be okay with how they're reacting, or you know, I I get to gauge in real time how they're reacting to it. Yeah, um, I would uh, imagine,
0: I would imagine, since you um write a lot from experience as mm -hmm. well, kind of mixed in with your writings, I would imagine too that saying the things out loud, they only they not only get to. You get not only get to see the reaction, but all of a sudden they're knowledgeable about what you're writing. Right. They know a little bit more about you as you move forward towards the date of this event. How are you, either narrowing down or how are you creating, mm-hmm. um, the pieces for this particular event?
1: Right. So. That's a good question. A lot of what I've been doing recently is is going through pieces that I really enjoy, um, pieces that I know are reliable. Um, and I'm also experimenting with some other stuff. So I've, you know, I've had a lot of ideas and really no um, reason beyond, you know, that I want to write to sit down and and write them. Um, and this has really pushed me to do that. It's pushed me to put aside, you know, an hour or two during the week to just dedicate to that and making sure that all the pieces I feel are appropriate for this and, and ready for this. Um, it's taking a lot of revising. It's taking a lot of self-reflection. But I'm, right. you know, that's part of the, you know, part of the, the nature of the work. And I and I love doing that stuff. So it's not a problem for me. It just means that I have to, you know, reflect very seriously about when I'm, you know, what I'm providing to these people and, and how I'm showing up. Um Cause you know, this is also just reflective of generally what I want to be in the future. And I, you know, want that to be something that feels right to me and, you know, reflects me in the right way, so. Mm.
0: I love how you said reflects you in the right way. As Mm -hmm. a, um, I guess as a listener and as an attendee coming up um, or it's anybody who reads your your pieces, Mm. who do you want people to know that you are after reading? your work.
1: It's a, yeah. Um, you know, I think what I really just want in the end is I, I want people to see me as like, um, you know, and this is something I, I already view myself as being a very strong person um, in terms of just, I've, I've been through a lot um, and I've, I've gone through a lot. I've been drugged through the mud and um, in terms of, you know, where I could have landed and where I've seen other, you know, family members and peers land I feel like I'm, I'm doing all right. And I just want to provide the sense of like, it's, you know, we live through things, human lives, humans live through things and we can still flourish. We can still be the best possible, you know, version of ourselves without, you know, our trauma, our muck kind of coming in with us and, and painting everything in in a different light when at the end of the day, you know, things happen and we can live through them and, and be strong people Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I just I just that's that's my hope. I hope people can see that in me. I hope they can see that, you know, my optimism, my um kind of my persistence.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Speaking of um how people get through things and you in particular you know, listening to kind of like the outliers, like if Mm -hmm. you will, of what, you know, the the brief sketch of how you're kind of painting that tapestry behind us, and we're kind of like following along, you know, how outside of writing, you know, expressing Mm -hmm. yourself through writing, um, and again, referencing people get through things, what would you say you would attribute your reasons for getting through things to Mm -hmm. how did you do that?
1: Well, I mean, a couple of different things. It's changed. It's evolved through my life. Um, when I was younger, I really just, it was, it was for my brother. I had a brother who was is three years younger than me. And, you know, there was just a lot going on in our household that, that made it to where, like, it was, it was difficult for him to be taken care of uh, by our parents. And so I was, you know, I stepped up in a lot of ways for him. And, you know, in the beginning, that's kind of what it what it was about was it was living for him and and pushing through for him and um, trying to make him happy. In times that like you know, it just wasn't really easy to do that. Um, and then as I like, kind of got older, it was it was more about you know, it's always been about kind of I hate to say this, but a little about other people and the people that I love and and taking care of them and showing them you know, it's okay and um, mm-hmm you know, in high school, you know, that started to evolve a little bit more. Um, and I, you know, my optimism kind of went away for a second, but I found it after I went back to college and I found some distance, um, between me and like the environment that I'd grown up in. And now it's, it's more about myself and and living for, you know, that younger version of me who really didn't have, you know, the things that she wanted or the, you know, the people that she wanted or needed. And so now it's, it's definitely transformed or evolved into being more about, you know, what can I do to make myself feel, you know, comfortable in my life and feel, you know, more like myself. Um, it's definitely been a huge, um, comfort for me in writing to, you know, in terms of my identity and like trying to find, you know, figure out who I am. A lot of people, you know, and I will say trauma, I will use the word trauma survivors find difficulty with, you know, their identity and and pinpointing exactly where it is that they feel they are themselves. And it's not just a product of, you know, the traumatic events they've been through and, you know, yeah. So that's, that's what writing has really become for me. It's really what, you know, pushing forward has become for me is like finding this version of myself that I really enjoy and can live with and, you know, be content with, so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I like this version of you.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you, me too. I think, <laughs> yeah. she's, I think she's doing good.
0: Yeah, she's doing great. You <laughs> know, as you, as you continue to discover and as you continue to go through school and mm-hmm. you're going to this, you're going to New York and you're gonna have so many different opportunities and experiences, but where you know, where you, know you are now, if you were to say right now and looking into the future, mm-hmm. what do you want to see for you?
1: Hmm. I just hope, I just hope my optimism never goes away. That's mm. um, something I've clung to all throughout life is my optimism. I hope that never goes away. Um, I just want to see her doing things she loves. Um, I don't ever want to back myself into this corner of, of feeling like I have, you know, I've built this life for myself and now I must live it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to feel that I still have the freedom to write about what I want and do what I want. Um, in terms, you know, not in terms of, like, go wild, but in terms of just, like, have the ability to move around in the ways <laughs> like, that I'd like.
0: Like, oh, I don't slow it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I envisioned for myself. And if we're speaking literally, then maybe, like, I don't know, a cabin somewhere.
0: Oh, a cabin.
1: Kind of, like, yeah, I can kind of run away when I feel the need to, um, you know, just d- dig myself out of the holes that I've, you know, been put in throughout life.
0: So, yeah. Well, Listen. It sounds like you're digging right now. You know, <laughs> like you're doing it. You're doing a really good job, and I'm so excited about the opportunities that mm-hmm. you have coming up. Number one, to go to New York, right. but yeah. also to have this show coming up at Emporium Wines and Underdog Cafe here okay. in Yellow Springs, um, just to share your work and mm-hmm. to have that experience of doing it in in that particular place. You right. know, it's just so so awesome. Um, and and even in the short time, you know, watching you grow and learning all of this about, you know, people are so dynamic Mm -hmm. and, you know, at surface or face value, we never know what's behind the curtain. You know, we never know the passions that people have. We never know why they um, are pursuing what they're pursuing and how good they are at certain things, you know? So it's so impressive, you know, to hear you and to listen to your journey and to see you doing all of these things. And I'm so proud of you. Good for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Philip. That means a lot, but yeah, I am, am I am really excited for the show. I'm really excited to you know talk to people about it and see what their um, their views are on it, their reactions. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna be good. Yellow Springs is a really awesome community. Um, I love the Emporium, so.
0: Yeah, and you know, and the good thing about Yellow Springs, they love giving feedback.
1: That's true, yeah, they do. You know? <laughs> They're very good at that, so. We're not
0: short on feedback here <laughs> in the YS. So, But I'm sure everybody's going to um, be super supportive mm-hmm. um, and and your work is really brilliant. So I'm excited to watch you, watch them, right. um, just, you know, applaud and be so just in awe of what you, you, you can do and have done and will continue to do.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yes, so, okay, so couple quick questions. Mm-hmm. Dogs or cats?
1: Dogs. Yes. Yeah, okay. right?
0: You answered one of them, I was gonna ask you, I was gonna say a cabin in the woods or a condo in the city?
1: Oh, uh, cabin in the woods. Cities are noisy.
0: Cities are noisy. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Flip-flops or gym shoes? Gym shoes. Um, body spray or perfume?
1: Oh, um, body spray.
0: And here is the question. And I, um, and I want everybody at home to get very serious, um, because we ask deep questions here on the mm-hmm. Phillips show. Does pineapple go on pizza?
1: Oh, I, well...
0: Your life hangs in the balance, Savannah. My life,
1: yeah, this is an intense question. Um, You know what? I, I think it does. I think it does. I don't want to yeah. say no. I don't like it. I don't prefer it. But I can't, I can't down on, I can't rain down on anybody's parade if they want to put pineapple on a pizza. I worked at a pizza place. So this is one of those things that like... I had to deal with all day. So so
0: so what I'm hearing you say is pineapple does go on pizza, just not your pizza.
1: Yeah, precisely.
0: <laughs> 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 ah, that's so funny. Savannah, thank you so much for being here and um and I look forward to seeing everything that you're going to be doing. Um yeah, yeah, no. you're just so so breathtaking.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you, Philip.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that is um, Savannah. And if you're in the Yellow Springs area on um, July the 23rd, she's gonna be at Emporium Wines and Underdog Cafe for the debut of her newest pieces, um, her newest written pieces. She's gonna be speaking them and you'll be able to meet and greet Savannah. So if you took nothing else from this, um, you can continue past whatever challenges that you may have had in the past. And there is still a lot to do. Keep your options open. As Savannah said, be optimistic, Keep your optimism. Each one of you has something great to offer. Find it what it is, keep going, and just continue to be great. And remember that you are the best you in the world. For anything else about the Philip Show, please visit philiporour.com.